Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. God, is it? Yep. That's insane. It doesn't feel like, like, it still feels like January, kind of. I was saying yesterday to my friend, January and February is basically a mega month. It's like one month because his birthday, the reasoning was that his birthday's in March. And my other friend's birthday was in January. And I was like, oh, your birthdays are pretty close together. And he was like, oh, no, it's not even close. And I was like, well, January, I mean, to be fair, December to February almost is like one big month. And then March, in your head, or at least for me, in my head, March, I'm like, oh, that's when it gets nice again. It's nice. But three weeks of March sucks, usually. Well, yeah. And now that we're in this end times, global warming, whatever. (laughs) Man, we're getting heavy early on. (laughs) Which is, I'm always fascinated by... The science of weather, especially on our stupid planet, where in Ottawa, at any given time, it could either be the coldest place on Earth or the hottest place on Earth. There are days (laughs) when we were hotter than places like Phoenix, Arizona or whatever. So a couple days ago, it was minus 45. Yeah, no, that was insane. And now it's a lovely winter day where you're walking around with your coat undone and kind of not all bundled up. Yeah, the night before the minus 40, I don't know if you were outside at all, but it was like a crazy, not quite storm, but it was like snow raining and it was whipped up everywhere. And this wasn't even, this was like 7 p.m. or something. And I just like felt I had to run to the grocery store, whatever it was, you know. And then I'm just like, I instantly regret it, but I still had to go. (laughs) So I'm like literally run and not to make myself sound even dumber, I didn't wear a jacket because I didn't think it would be that. I had a fleece hoodie, to be fair. I just bought this new fleece hoodie and I was like, time to test it out. And I'm like a block away. I was like, oh no, no good. But I didn't want to run back because- The test failed. Yeah, pretty much. I was only going like two blocks. And so I was halfway there and I was like, okay, okay. Literally living on a prayer at that point. And so I'm like, okay, well, once I got to the place and I'm inside and I was just like, my glasses are like covered in water and I'm just literally- caked in snow but you know just light snow so i looked like an abominable snowman i don't know if i want to say it was worth it i don't know that it was worth it but at least it just because it was weird the next day it was freezing but not really snowing this weird we knew the weather was getting weird but i'm like now there's these weird flash storms that i'm caught in the middle of i don't like that yeah i brought puppy outside when it was i don't know minus 30 <laughs> a mere minus 30 at yeah that and she was all bundled up with a coat and booties and the whole thing and she just looked at me like, uh, I'm calling PETA. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want to go back inside. Even I don't want to do this. And yeah. I'm a dog who likes being outside. And then Friday night when it was minus 45, Gwen and I finished watching some TV. And it was before bedtime when I usually bring puppy outside. And I was like, oh, my God, it's minus 45. Like our TV had the little weather thing on it. Minus 45. <laughs> I think you say it had frost on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh that too. God. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of looked at Gwen and was like, uh, I think maybe not go outside. And Barda, the dog, was like, yeah, good idea, good idea. And we put out one of her puppy pee pads and said, if you got to go, go there. Because at minus 45, that really is like the poor puppy dog. So we made it through the night. Everything was fine. But but then, yeah, now it's nice outside. And you would think there'd be a gradual regression from that. But you're like, nope. Every day is a 40 degree difference. Yeah, and it's minus 10 out, but it feels nice. Like I almost might, well, I don't know if I'd say it's plus, but like pretty damn close. Like it's not awful. We are so brainwashed, acclimated to minus 45 <laughs> that minus 10 feels like a nice spring day. We were we were feeding uh, my friend's cat for a week, basically. He went to Mexico. During, he missed the whole minus 40 because wow. he was in Mexico, you know. And so, well, we went every day and then it was the minus 40 day and, and we were both just like, 
oh my god in theory we could walk it's not a far walk but certain days you're just like eh. and yeah. usually we would just go after work because you're just you're driving home anyways like why not and that particular day i was just like we're both just like looking at each other and we're just like trying to get the energy and then so i messaged him we had a group chat going you know and i just jokingly was like oh not looking forward to feeding your cat today with minus 40 sure feels like it and he was like oh yeah don't worry about it today you know just go tomorrow kind of you know because you're not directly asking but you're like poor kitty god but honestly like the cat like we were going every day like the cat was doing fine it's it's a garbage cat too like not to get <laughs> into this but like that cat when he first got it it was a great cat i saw that as a kitten and then like him and his wife split up not that it matters but ever since then the cat's been a jerk to everyone but him None of that really matters, yeah. but it's more just like, you're like, I love cats so much and I want to love cats. And then you go there and it, it hisses and it whatever. Like, we're like, we'll still feed you. But yeah, inside I'm a little hurt. And on the day, on that minus 45 day, I was like, no one's going to come to the movies. Yeah. But we did not bad on two thirds of them mm-hmm. where I think it was Tar and Assault on Precinct 13 did each about 30 people, which I was shocked. I thought they might each be 10. But then The Sun did two people and... It makes me think it's interesting. I say this without bearing any ill will towards our patrons because sometimes a movie just doesn't do well. But I'm always curious what makes a movie not do well because over its run, the sun has not done well. Mm -hmm. And it's a movie that is the sophomore effort from somebody who had a first film which was oscar winning and stuff like that. And we don't know his name off the top of our heads. I don't know. He's still too early, you know. And his first movie got... Anthony Hopkins, a Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And I think for what it was, did well financially. So this movie, The Sun, Hugh Jackman's in it, Laura Dern's in it, but it has a crazy low Rotten Tomatoes rating. Weird. Like maybe 20% or That's something like that. odd, because like it was getting good reviews when it was on the festival circuit and just sort of first coming out. But yeah. Like, and I think Anthony Hopkins is in it as well. Like I don't, probably not a huge role. No, but. he has a little cameo, I think. Yeah, so uh, not that that was like <laughs> enough to do it. Maybe people are still mad because he won over Chadwick Boseman. So they're like, well, we're not going to support that yeah. sequel movie. But it's the blessing and the curse of Rotten Tomatoes because when something does well, it looks at all of the reviews and if if it's only 10 critics and nine of them gave it like a three to five out of five and one gave it a one, that's still a 90%. Yeah. But if it goes the other way, you might have, I don't know, you might have five critics that give it 10 stars and five that give it two stars. And so that makes it 50%. You know, so sometimes a movie gets kind of caught in the middle. So do people look at Rotten Tomatoes? Is it just too sad? It's a it's a sad movie. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting. I'm always interested in why a movie tanks. And yeah. I think it's not just here. Maybe elsewhere as well. It got zero Oscar nominations. So maybe people looked at that and went, oh, I'm going to go see Tar because Tar's got six nominations. Yeah. Man, Batman got more Oscar nominations than The yeah. Sun. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I thought Batman, I thought it had a shot at best picture just in the same way that avatar 2 avatar 2 or <laughs> previously black panther top stuff gun like that. 2 top gun i can't believe <laughs> i still and again i can't judge her. i might watch top gun maverick and be like this is the greatest experience of my life yeah but i've not seen it yet so there's still a chance we might get it it's weird we have this abundance of riches circling us now mm-hmm. which we will talk about in a bit because we got some great stuff coming up but it's the problem with one screen where save paramount says do you want to screen Top Gun? We're like, well, maybe because a bunch of our patrons are not the multiplex type crowd. So they probably haven't seen it yet. A bunch of our patrons are probably not the streaming service kind of crowd. So they haven't seen it on Paramount Plus or whatever it's on. But 
Yeah, it's a tough call. Yeah, it could be like a Family Day March Break type of movie, maybe. Like, so, is some, it a family movie though? Um, I mean, it's not you know pandering to children or anything like that, but it's right. not like nothing so horrific happens in it that like it seems like everybody seems to be liking it and taking families, you know. So it's yeah. like it wouldn't be off the top of my head that it's a family movie, quote unquote. I think that's the kind of niche you'd have to look for because like if you just start playing it at seven randomly on normal weekdays, I don't know, maybe people will come out, but like you almost seem like you need to gimmick sort of thing at this point and this is uh behind the curtain but we're discussing family day mm. because for the first time in a decade the people that would rent the place and do a free family day screening yeah are not doing that oh and this is a long story somewhat short but that company the owner retired the company is now kind of run by different people so i guess they just looked at it which is fine and went yeah we don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see (laughs) so it'll be curious because they usually do it family day and the holidays so this is the long con we'll be talking about this in like november but this might mean no free polar express this year oh which is maybe not bad news <laughs> maybe not bad news it's uh, i mean honestly like on the one hand i love those types of screenings because it's great and it's always packed and people love the place but on the other hand it is i mean i'm not even making popcorn here anymore but it's so stressful and just yeah taxing and just it's a lot of people and that's not even pre-post covid considerations anything like that just it's a lot of people wanting a lot of free stuff and yeah. being loud and well again I mean, I sound like a jerk, like an old curmudgeon, but it's not, it's just like for the staff here, like it's a lot to corral and a lot to figure out. And, you know, so it's not necessarily the end of the world to have to figure out our own thing. Yeah. So Lee and I were talking about it and I suggested, oh, is the new Puss in Boots available yet? Because that's getting rave reviews. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is not. <laughs> and that's the problem with us right now is we can get a hold of these grown up movies, but a lot of times these kids' movies, they kind of have legs in the multiplex and then go straight to TV, for yeah. lack of a better word. So I don't know. We could try playing something old. We've had bad luck with that in the past of playing a retro movie and not many people show up when you actually have to pay for it. Uh-huh. So we might just have a normal day. We'll see. Maybe something might fall in our lap that is family-ish. But we don't do well with kids' stuff. We just don't. We, yeah. we wish we did. But we have numerous examples of playing kid-friendly stuff or retro kid-friendly stuff and just no one comes yeah yeah you should play a family thing with what's his name darth vader james earl jones good lord you know he's (laughs) like i don't even remember much about the movie but it has the word family in it and james earl jones so i mean that and it's pg play that movie (laughs) four episodes of family ties Family Guy was my first thought. I was like, that's not even a movie. What yeah. are you even doing at this point? Yeah, well, it'll be nice to have the option at the very least. But yeah, there's probably that fear that, you know, you don't want to make the wrong choice, I guess. And if we're just showing, I'm just throwing this out there. Say by the time Family Day rolls around, I think that's next week's schedule or two weeks from now. Yeah. Say we've got the Fablemans and we just play Fablemans on that matinee at three o'clock. Yeah. Are 50 people going to show up going, I heard it was free. Oh, man. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, it's not free. God. Yeah, that would be, oh, my God. Yeah, I won't be working it, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. but I did take, I don't get that day off. Emily does. But I booked it off because she had it off. I'm not sure why I'm telling you this. But anyway, like I. We, Isn't it a real day off for grownups? Uh, some. Like oh, okay. in Ontario, I don't, it's weird. It's not 
I don't know. I've been looking this up because I really thought it was, but I seemingly it's not. Uh, so it's provincial. I think you're being no, lied to. Provincial, not federal. Anyway, the point of it is I do have it off because I took it off. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, so we took off the Friday and the Monday, so I got a four-day weekend. Cool. I could come here and watch something. I don't know. You do figure it. it out. Yeah, play yeah, Puss in Boots or something. Come on. I know Family Day was just... I always think it's funny when people get mad at Hallmark cards for making up stuff. Like, you just invented Father's Day. You just invented <laughs> Valentine's. But it's like, yeah, someone just invented everything. Everything's invented. That's how things work. It's so true. Family Day was just invented because we needed a day off in February. Every other month had something. Mm-hmm. So our province went, let's call it Family Day. And I think other provinces have other things on the same day. So it is just made up. But yeah, so everything's made up. Yeah, and it's only a couple provinces. I, I don't remember which ones. Ontario, obviously, is one of them. I don't know. That does sound like a jerk, but I'm like, Ontario, all right, that's where I live, and I'm moving on. Not reading <laughs> yeah. the rest of the provinces listed. All right. Did you hear about AMC? I don't know if this is in the States or what. Oh, I did. Is going to start charging different prices for different seats in the theater, like as if you're going to the opera or a sporting event or something yeah so yeah your middle rows are going to be pricey or whatever but your junk far left seats or front row seats are going to be cheaper i suppose i like the idea of the very front row being cheaper because that sucks i've sat there will they go say their ticket prices i know it's expensive say it's like 15 bucks will they say okay if your front row on the far left that's three dollars <laughs> do they go that way as well oh my god i don't even know like that because yeah well how do you weigh what the experience should cost kind of thing and especially like then started thinking about other theaters and like here and stuff you're like so how much is a couch now you know how yeah, much couch was, like, is eighty dollars <laughs> yeah like it's just people are having a hard enough time getting people to go to the movies as is and exactly. now you're pulling stuff like this it'd be different if they were like i don't know crazy super recliner massage chairs or something i don't know and shockingly, everybody's furious at them. Yeah. I haven't been to an AMC theater in forever. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, honestly, the multiplex in Canada. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, is that w- still AMC or is that It was, something? but you know what? Now that you say that, I think maybe it's not. I like, thought somebody else got like it. Like Lantern or something? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's a real thing. That, that's so address. that was the AMC, which is a giant footprint of a... 20 screen multiplex yeah way out so far out that it's on the border of what was canada which once upon a time was a different city now ottawa just is the mega city right but the last time i went there was i had free passes to go see the lone ranger (laughs) the gore verbinski masterpiece that was sure to set off a new franchise with the cannibal subplot didn't go so well (laughs) no yeah, I saw Red Tails there with my dad. Oh, that's cool. Which I actually liked, you know, Me George, too. George Lucas, you know, yeah. like, come on. But like you said, in this age of doing everything we can to get people to movies, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, if they were across the board just being like, everything's going up a dollar, so be it. Or like we, say if we're doing The Room or Rocky Horror, something that takes a bit more effort, something that takes a bit more cleanup time afterwards. <laughs> a bit. Or if it's a silent film live band, or if... We have a special guest. Sometimes you might see our tickets are more expensive, but it's across the board. Mm-hmm. Everybody's two bucks more. Everybody's three bucks more. But I can't imagine this going well. I can't no. imagine this going well for them. No, I do like the idea of reducing the cost of, for a lack of a better term, really crap seats. Because yeah. like, that might make some sense. There would be people who want to go to the movies, but either can't afford it or don't want to afford it, whatever. And they may be like, okay, well, yeah, if it's five bucks less to sit in the far left, you know, or the far right or whatever, fine. Maybe I will go see a movie on Friday. But the, doing the opposite of that is 
not gonna help you know like no. I, mean, I don't know i guess you'll have to see how the rollout goes and if they even really do it now or if it's i don't know if it's every single amc theater or, yeah. i'm assuming it's just in the states for now well i remember the dearly departed world exchange mini multiplex here RIP, in ottawa man i saw prometheus there i don't know why that was... i saw army of darkness there was uh cloud atlas there that reinvigorated my relationship that was <laughs> oh, yeah. good it was a rough patch and then we saw that and we were like yeah yeah we're all the same soul let's get married <laughs> thanks wachowski it happened just like that and moonrise kingdom you know we're like ah oh, yeah everything's fine bruce willis will never make a bad film <laughs> ever i remember being angry at them because initially they were three screens two kind of medium size and one big then I don't even know how they did this, but they added three other screens, I think. Like the smaller ones? Yeah. That were essentially gigantic TVs? Yeah, and I think they... <laughs> I don't know where the renovation came from. I think it used to be separate offices or something, but it was three futon mattress-sized screens, <laughs> but it was the same price. So say at the time if a movie was 8 bucks, 10 bucks, and you were going to see a movie in Cinema 2, which was mm -hmm. their big screen, or Cinema 6, which was their mattress-sized screen... <laughs> It was both the same. Yeah. And I remember being upset about that. These little tiny screens should be almost like second run stuff. That should be like your $3 nights or something. Yeah. And I remember going to see X-Files and it was in the little screen. And it was the first time I walked in to one of their small screens. And I remember walking in and just being like, no way really Man, i saw spider-man 2 on that screen whoa and you're like that's not really made for a small screen yeah you know? and yeah like i mean it's better than watching it in your living room at home i guess most of the time you didn't know ahead of time you're just buying a ticket to a movie yeah you know and then you walk in and you're like oh all right well that okay then i guess i'm here you know but like yeah that always was a weird thing and like maybe that was the beginning of the end for that place might have <laughs> like, been yeah but yeah, no, I do miss kind of having that. Like, it was a nice location for just walking random afternoon. You're like, gosh, I'll watch a movie. And Rito was like that too, you know? Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, I got to kill two hours. All right, I'll go see The Jungle Book. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. George of the Jungle. I don't know. Just jungle-related films, apparently. So let us chat about movie screening the week of Friday, February 10th, 2023. We have a pair of Oscar favorites coming up. First up is Living, starring Bill Nye. Oh, we were just talking about how we'll get this. Yeah, and this is about a grumpy old Bill Nye <laughs> gets some bad news. <laughs> I'm assuming it's that he's dying or something. Like, I think so, it's yes. All, it's never good news, Spoiler right? alert. Yeah, you don't make a movie if he's like, isn't that called, you know, it's living. <laughs> yeah. You're like, dying would have been more depressing, but probably more accurate. And I don't think it's a spoiler because I have not seen the trailer, but I think this is in the trailer. <laughs> it's but always that kind of thing, right? <laughs> it's a grumpy old man who finds out some bad news and makes the most of his life from there on in. <laughs> Is it like Grumpy Old Man at all? Because that'd be great if he was Possibly. like, hey, dickhead! <laughs> but the interesting thing is it's a modern British film. It's a remake of an Akira Kurosawa film. What? Yeah. Seven Samurai, obviously. Yes. There'll be <laughs> a big fight scene. so good. Like, I did my own interpretation, and it's nothing at all like that. <laughs> yeah. So I find that very interesting. So I like remakes as such. Like, if you're going to remake a movie... There is some challenge or gimmick to Gus Van Santing it and being like, this is a shot-per-shot shot remake of Psycho. That's kind of interesting. It Didn't really work out so well. Bad, bad idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> but if you're going to make a remake, have it in a different country, a different era. Yeah. So, And it is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Actor for Bill Nye. 
And I love that. I thought of this too when I was listening to the Oscars podcast earlier this morning. Is that most people listening quickly to you will think you're yes. saying Bill Nye, like the science guy? Yeah. Because I was listening, I was, and you were like, oh, "Bill Nye's up for best actor." And I was like, <laughs> "How did I not notice that the first time he said it?" Because I used to call him Bill Nye. No, I did which as is well. Not right. <laughs> but then I witnessed him on an interview. I forget if it was Colbert or where it was, and he said, "No, my name is pronounced just like." The science guy. Oh it is Bill Nye. But I am a polite British guy, so when people say it incorrectly, I let it slide. I'm paraphrasing. But yeah. that's what he said. So he said it himself. It is Bill Nye. Wow. All <laughs> yeah. right. Well, that's hey, good to know because I'm yep. like, every time I forget till you say it, and then I'm like, I should have noticed that in the moment. Bill Nye, the not science guy. Yeah. Still great. Both great. We love them both. Next up is The Whale starring oh. the great Brandon Fraser, right. who has been... In a bit of a Brendan Fraser assance the last couple of years, I really liked his appearance in Airheads. the Steven Sonnenberg movie he did, and Airheads, yeah, obviously. thirty years ago. <laughs> and that's as a side note, that's hilarious to think of that cat, like him, early Sandler and early-ish Buscemi. Yeah, that what a hilarious trio! Like you're just watching that now and being like, boy, those guys really did something after this. Uh, yeah, and in that movie, Ki Yu Kwan. Oh, jeez, true. Yeah, so two Oscar wow. nominees who went through some rough patches and wow. are back now. That's a great time. How come nobody else has pointed that out in the Oscar discourse? I saw a get choked up video of the both of them seeing oh, each other for the first time in a long, long time. Oh, yeah, he ran over and hugged him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I saw and that too. And then they dragged Brandon over and put him <laughs> in the Everything Everywhere photo shoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's a shame that Sandler and Orby Shemi wasn't oh, there because, yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, we deserve that. That see, that might be a good legacy sequel type oh, movie. Oh, that would be killer! They would do sequel. that. Those guys would totally do that. That'd be great. Almost do it like Bill and Ted Three style. Yeah, of they're kind of washed up losers living in suburbia. <laughs> I could never imagine that. Oh man, <laughs> God, we got sidetracked. But yeah. the whale. It's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Seems mm. a little bit. It's still a heavy, serious film, mm -hmm. but. You look at some of Aronofsky's other films, yeah. this is not Mother. No. You know, this is not Black Swan. It's not quite Requiem for a Dream, but no. heavy-ish in parts. But that is just, that one is a lot. Oh my God, <laughs> that movie. I was not a drug addict before that movie. Yeah. But that movie made me be like, I'm never taking an aspirin. Oh my God. It, it's so good, but so like, good. it's just, I'll never probably watch it again. No. But God, you know, but like then there's stuff like Pi, you know, that was yep. very much unlike a lot of his other stuff. Like he definitely has, you could pick three to five of his movies and they're all totally even like the fountain, you know, like that's yeah. you know, totally nothing like. Uh, and his... this, from what I understand, is almost like a play. Yeah. Like, most of it takes place in one room or one house and it's nominated for best actor, supporting actress and makeup. So yeah, makes there sense. you go. Yeah. I hope it leads well for Brandon Fraser because he's. He's such a nice guy in real life. He's got that, even though he's kind of an army brat Canadian, he's yeah. got that Canadian sense to him. Mm -hmm. God, if he wins, can they release Batgirl? Oh my God. <laughs> they have to, right? It's, Maybe. you know, who even knows what's going to happen with that? Like, at the very least, like, I'm hoping that this will be kind of his cage moment where people are like, oh, wait, he's a really good actor. Let's give him good stuff. Not to say yeah. that Cage has ever made a bad movie, you know, Never. But, or <laughs> Brendan Fraser. But yeah, like, it'll be, it does seem like we're getting to that point where they're like, A24s and, you know, whoever are like, oh my God, like, he rules. And why haven't I been thinking about this guy? Yeah. And I think it'll continue. I think we'll see Brendan show up in a, Quentin Tarantino movie mm -hmm. or a cool little horror movie or something like that. Him so. and Cage need to be in a movie. Oh, that'd be good too. I, I could say that about any actor, but like, yeah. since we're on the subject. And then our Ottawa premiere this week is a weird little indie film called The Civil Dead. Oh, right. I believe the plot of this movie is, it's one of those hipster weirdo characters <laughs> kind of movie, but it's 
a guy has an old roommate come back to throw trouble into his life. Okay. And I think he, it's a ghost. Right. I think that's the, the horror movie twist to it. I don't think, I don't know. It's, on a sliding scale of horror movie, it's kind of a horror movie. It seemed like a comedy, like a buddy yeah. comedy, like from the trailer anyway. Like what was hilarious, like I saw the trailer before Drag Dragon. Uh, oh, right. Bo- bo- yeah. Back to back, like both times. And it looked like fun. Like it looked like it could be funny and whatever. And then Lee was just buzzing because it was his opening night and whatever. And he was like coming out and he was like doing commentary during the trailers, sort of. <laughs> and he was like, oh, sorry, that trailer sucked. Maybe the next one will be better. But the audience had liked the trailer. Like we were all like laughing and like seemed to like it. And then Lee comes out of nowhere. He's like, oh, that sucked. And we're like, you run this theater. Like you picked that movie. He always does that. I thought that was so funny. And then he's like, maybe the next trailer will be better. And it was that smoking sucks or thing. Thanks for not smoking oh, yeah. or whatever, which actually also was funny and the audience loved, but I was just, I thought it was so funny. He didn't do it the next night, but what's actually, I don't think he played that trailer the next night. And I was almost like, did he veto the movie <laughs> that he played? Anyways, I, I sound like it's like faint praise because we're trying to get people to watch this, but just, I found as an audience member, I thought that was so funny because I was like, it looked good. Like yeah. we all liked the trailer. So funny. He says, he goes, everything I say is sarcasm. But I'm like, other people don't realize that. No, not at all. But man, that was funny. Like, I picture so- him doing that at like. The grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. My buddy, I mean, I, I was trying to get the poster for him through you, but oh, right. he said he watched this at Slamdance and loved it. Like, it was just incredible. So oh, I believe I guess, him. I guess it's okay that he saw it not here then. Yeah, like, that was a different <laughs> thing. I think that was the, because I didn't, you never know what's going to play anywhere or when. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. At, at festival, you know, like when uh, Andrew saw the Louis C.K. movie <laughs> and you're like, well, that never happened. I always get, I don't know, it's not jealous. I always just get, whenever somebody comes on, they mean well, but on social media they go like, oh, I saw this movie, it's great. I'm like, well, you're saying a nice thing about it, but that means you're not going to come see it here, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, depending on the movie, I guess. I mean, there's yeah. some stuff you do want to see here, but maybe that's just me talking. Then we have for Valentine's Day, I think this is tradition now. This has been here a number of years, is Casablanca. This is always packed. This always does well. And it is the blessing and the curses. You think like, oh, let's play something else in the 6.30 p.m. time slot on Valentine's. And you're like, no, this brings in 300 people once a year. We have to play it. Yeah, and it always makes me think of the time that the soup guy up the street called me while I was working here and was like, can I buy the Casablanca poster from you guys? I'll give you 100 soup tickets, like free soup tickets. 100 soup tickets. Which is so random. Like, I mean, I love that. And I love soup, you know, as you know. But I was like, I don't think so. Like, we only have one. And like, you know, and you were like, I hadn't even talked to you yet. But you were like, no way in hell. Like, we play that all the time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, maybe. And he's trying to sweeten the pot. I was like, I don't run this place. Like, I'm just, I'm just a guy, you know, and so. And plus, I was like, that is a popular poster. I 100% guarantee you can get one for 20 bucks on eBay. Oh, yeah. And I just, I thought that was so funny. And now, like, it's the place is no longer there down the street. Ah. I was just like, could you imagine if we did that deal and then we, we didn't get the soup, the soup and he gets the poster? <laughs> you know, no offense to Soup Guy, like, great guy. But I just, I thought that was so funny. I'm like, well, we have one and we play it every year. Yeah. And Casablanca, I guarantee to you you go on ebay or whatever now yeah you walk into any poster shop <laughs> and there's a reprint of a casablanca poster up on the wall uh, you can probably get that at ikea yeah legally they have to have that poster <laughs> yeah it's like that james dean poster <laughs> and a Marilyn monroe poster yeah, yeah probably pulp fiction i guess pulp fiction, a classic. like hitchcock you know there's there's these certain posters that are in every retro poster shop yeah no i thought that was so funny so you know r.i.p soup guy Sorry, i soup guess guy. but still yeah this is why we don't give away these posters And then our other Valentine movie, which we're showing for a couple nights, but I think it's so funny that it's our nine o'clock movie on Valentine's, is Eyes Wide Shut. This is amazing because I was just telling my friend last night at Bad Movie Night, he and I came up with a concept called Rats Wide Shut. 
and it's just Eyes Wide Shut, but starring rats, like an all-rat cast. Like Muppet Rats? Um, I was thinking like real rats at first, but Muppet Rats is also funny. I'm, I'm not sure which I like better. Like the concept of it being real rats and they're all in garb and they've got the masks on, but I like they're not talking, I guess. Yeah. Like obviously it's a stupid, silly concept, <laughs> but just I was like, yeah, an all-rat cast. I mean, what would that look like? This is the kind of stuff we think about. And so I was like, on the podcast, when we talk about Eyes Wide Shut, I'm going to reference Rats Wide Shut. <laughs> rats Wide Shut. And now people can think of that. But your idea is good too, like with the Rizzo or whatever yeah. and, and his boys you know like that, that could work <laughs> everyone's always talking about what movie would be best as a muppet movie and people talk about knives out or clue or something like that but your vote is eyes wide shut i mean because it's so well it was like nc-17 or uh, it was almost i think it was x originally so, before yeah. they whatever you know trimmed stuff but yeah. like you know all these movies you think about where you're like an all rat cast you know how everyone's always thinking that you know an all yeah. rat cast rats <laughs> wide shut why not then on Friday, February 10th, we have the Rocky Horror Picture Show making its first 2023 appearance. Oh, that's true. Here's the other thing. This will be an interesting experiment. This all happened, I think, basically because Sam asked and we went, yeah, sure, let's try it. (laughs) We're doing it at 9.30. Wow. So instead of a midnight movie, it's going to be in the... It could have been 9. It's just at 9.30 because I think Whale is a bit long, two hours, whatever. You don't have to justify it to us. But I like showing it at 9.30 because it means... I don't know. A lot of people I know, a lot of film goers I know, a lot of nerds I know are of a certain age where they don't want to stay up till two in the morning. <laughs> so if we try playing Rocky Horror at nine or nine thirty, I think we're going to try it with the room the next mm-hmm. time the room screens. Nice. Will it be equal crowd? Will it get 10 or 20 more people who didn't want to stay up till midnight? So we'll see. It's an interesting little experiment. I give thumbs up to, and we'll see what the what the kids think. Yeah, he's got a lot of clout post Drag Dragon, so he's able yeah. to ask for a different timing. But it's funny, like a lot of people begged Lee to show Drag Dragon at seven o'clock. Oh, interesting. And I get why, you know, because they're like, oh, I don't want to stay up late, kind of thing. But also, like, it's I don't want to say it's not a seven o'clock movie, but it's very much a nine o'clock movie. Yeah, and a midnight movie probably too. And so, like, I get his perspective, too. Like, it's kind of hard to juggle. And especially for you guys when you're trying to play, like, a, a more of a prestige movie. Not that Drag Dragon is not. But, you know, when you're trying to play maybe an Oscar-ish movie, you're not playing that at 9. Yeah, for sure. Well, you just look at this week. We have Casablanca is just a one-night-only thing. But The Civil Dead versus Living. Yeah. Living is going to play in matinee and 6.30 time slot. Mm-hmm. Same with The Whale. And Civil Dead will play in, I forget what it is, like, Three, I think, 9 p.m. time slots. So we're kind of stuck. You see that at the multiplex sometimes, and I think it's so funny when you see Puss in Boots playing at 10.30 p.m. And I'm like, really? Is anybody going to Puss in Boots at 10.30? But they have certain contracts, I think, where they have to play it five times a day or whatever. Mm. So they just play it five times a day. The earlier show is at whatever. like It's like 2, 4, 6, 8, 10.30. Yeah. But we can't do that. So, yeah. So, never say never. Sometimes you do get movies that kind of can play in 9 and 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I think Everything Everywhere was a good example of that. Yeah. Parasite was a good example of that. I think the only time we played The Room at 7 was when Greg or Tommy were here to get just that extra little bump. Yeah. But, yeah, never say never. But I could see maybe Lee eventually doing an encore of Drag Dragon in either at 7 or at midnight. For sure. And now that it's uh, an award-winning film. I, oh, yeah. I almost forgot to mention that. It just won Best Picture... I should just leave it at that and be like, wow, best picture. And, and like, ah, shoot, I don't even remember the festival. But like a festival that I now love and respect very much. But yeah, like it was an underground something festival. Yeah. Was it's- it just, it was the, the words horror and underground 
were in the title. I yeah. know that. Like you would think that I would be on top of something like this, but I was more just like, I don't want to say shocked. Like it's, I don't know. It's one of those things like where Happy you're so like, fast. yeah. And we all loved it, you know, but you don't know your friends and family loving it and giving accolades is awesome and stuff. But like having actual jury people be like, this was awesome. I had a blast. You know, yeah. they had a, they listed a reaction video of like seven or eight judges all talking about why they picked it to win. Oh, cool. And it almost makes you want to cry. Just like, why? <laughs> you're like, you don't even have to like this. You know, <laughs> like you're not my mom. Lee asked if I noticed that he framed a shot. So the Zomkies comic book ad was in I it. I saw that. I definitely saw that. And I forgot until this second. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I should tell. Jo I mean, I was there was a lot going on. And I was so upset with myself because this would have been a fun idea. And I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I ask Lee to have one of the characters reading? Zomkies or damn Chris children. You are the worst at selling yourself. I know. And Lee really liked the idea. He said, maybe the next one. But I was like, you know, the, the role you played, if you had just been casually standing there before your line and like flipping through a comic book or something. Yeah. I was like, ah, I could have got it in there. I should have done more. It's my fault. It was, uh, by the way, it was the uh, Horror Underground Film and Screenplay Festival. There you go. I was right. I knew some you, of those words were in actually there. actually <laughs> nailed basically all of that. So nicely done. And then finally this week, we have the first of two Saturday Night Cinemas for the month. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, and this one is like unofficially like the Valentine's Day yeah. one, even though the movie probably will not be anything romantic. But... Maybe it'll be some kind of like weird, gross Asian romance horror film oh, or something. That's you like know? Lee's bread and butter. All the things you just said. Or some weird Emmanuel kind of movie. Yeah, like there's a lot of ways to go. You know, what is romance ultimately, right? <laughs> like what is love, you know? Like yeah. I could tell you like if he had me do it, I definitely know what I would play. Yeah. And it's not gross by any means. Like it's uh, you know, like for cinema, it's like probably the most normal movie we would ever play. But you know, he hasn't asked me to do it as yet. You know, these are usually game time decisions. So yeah. I, I, but when it's twice a month, I'm always like, oh come on, you're, you're not doing two in one month. Come on, you'll probably do the next one. Yeah, I would hope. So it's like I'm always waiting in the wings, and it's always fun. I, you know, that was the best thing about him doing Drag Dragon like three times in a row is like he got too exhausted and too many after parties that he couldn't do cinema. So I'm like, <laughs> advantage Larson. Cool. So that is our movies for the week of. Friday, February 10th, and we're going to wrap things up. We're going to sneak off and watch a movie. Wait, yeah. do you have something to say before we go? Uh, I mean, usually. I, I was going to say that it's my mom's birthday, February 15th, so oh, this yeah, is like yeah, my yeah. mom's birthday week cast, I don't, or whatever, you know, the Man, thing. is that good or bad having her birthday <laughs> right beside Valentine's? I don't know. Like, it's easy to remember, so yeah. I like that. What's playing on the 15th? Do you know off the top of your head? Maybe I can trick her into coming out. I know you just said all the stuff, but like, is it the whale? It's probably the whale. Is It'll it be... living, civil dead? <laughs> I put him right on the spot. On the 15th, we have The Whale, The Living, and The Civil Dead. Okay. That's kind of a fun triple bill. I mean, she's not doing three movies. But, you know, maybe I could bring her to, to I don't know, The Whale. It's, it's kind of depressing, though, isn't it? All right. All three of those movies... <laughs> involved death yeah i'm like that's okay what I'm thinking and she's not getting any younger you know i mean she, i don't think she listens to the podcast so it's okay i can like wax on living about this, is but. about live your best life and everything Even yeah the whale is about kind of you can turn things around and they all have some comedy i think the whale probably not as much but yeah. like i think they all have some lighthearted fare you know so all right we'll think about that but anyways yeah. shout out to my mom casablanca that's true that's true you know yeah no okay well I'll bring her that that works yeah. <laughs> good work good work okay thanks for listening everybody you can find us at mayfairtheater.ca and all the social networks as they exist i keep on waiting for one of them to just crash yeah. you know but they're still there nothing yet yeah and we'll see you next week we'll have more oscar movies i'm sure as we approach the academy awards thanks for listening we'll see you soon at the mayfair bye, bye. well next week i'll tell you about how i've been auditioning for an upcoming film oh yeah but it might fall apart so like if it does i just won't ever mention it again don't you want to go where the rainbow ends? Those two girls who 
were they? What in the hell are you talking about? I don't think you realize what kind of trouble you were in. You've been way out of your depth. If you only knew. Eyes Wide Shut. Rated R. Starts Friday, July 16th at a theater near you.